Hey, what's up? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Um, keep listening, because if you're like me, you have nothing better to do. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, median Jackie Cation thinks that family support is important when you're a stand-up comic. Each of my siblings have, in the last 20 years, said to me, you know, I don't really like stand-up comedy. And I was like, well, I don't really like whatever money laundering job you're having at this time. So let's just be supportive. We'll hear more from Jackie in just a bit. But first, an extended version of fake news. Now, fake news with me. Fast food workers walked off the job in several major U.S. cities seeking a raise in their hourly wage, some calling for as much as $15 an hour. Critics say if the minimum wage is raised, the cost of fast food could rise and jobs could be lost. Proponents say that without the increase, the number of loogie burgers could increase dramatically. United Kingdom resident Peter Clatworthy learned a lesson the hard way when he paid 450 pounds, roughly $750, on eBay for what he thought was an Xbox One. What he received for his money, though, was just a picture of the console. The auction description, it's worth noting, did say that bidders would receive a photo of the console, but it was still listed in the site's video and games console section, which led to the confusion. eBay said he would get a full refund, though, and a picture of FIFA 2014 for his troubles. Pope Francis has used his first major written work to attack capitalism as a new tyranny while urging global leaders to fight poverty and inequality. In a document published this past Tuesday, Pope Francis announced the idolatry of money and trickle-down economic policies as well as consumerism and a financial system which he says rules rather than serves. The Pope urged politicians to guarantee citizens dignified work, education, and health care. Many conservatives in the U.S. were shocked, not wanting to have to choose between their God and their money. Martin Brazier's resignation from MSNBC after making graphic statements about Sarah Palin on his program led to some interesting and unexpected results. This morning, for instance, Palin praised the media for keeping the story alive after Brazier apologized for comments he made about her on his show. Palin was at a loss to explain, however, why the liberal media did this. And while Brashear has lost his job, remember, Miss Palin still isn't very smart. Family Guy fans can rest a bit easier. It looks like Brian the dog will be coming back one way or the other. I didn't, I didn't know he was gone. Anyway, the Fox Comedy plans to bring back the beloved talking dog on December 15th, but how he will come back after dying on the November 24th episode is unknown, reports Entertainment Weekly. Fans are wondering how they'll be able to bring back a character that died, who was a talking dog. Congratulations, Robin Thicke. Blurred Lines is the worst song of this or any other year, according to Rolling Stone magazine's Rob Sheffield. This counters the magazine's earlier review of the album over the summer, which awarded it a three and a half stars out of five, calling it excellent and declaring the only clunker the song for the rest of my life. Which Rolling Stone do we believe, hmm? The magazine's unanimous ass-kissing of Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen continues without debate. Simon Cowell is reportedly this close to proposing to his very pregnant girlfriend, Lauren Silverman. And now we can legally. Silverman finalized her divorce from Andrew Silverman, with whom she has a seven-year-old son, in a New York City civil court yesterday, people confirmed. Cowell is simply waiting to see how the other judges vote. Two of this year's chief overlords of music and controversy, Kanye West and Miley Cyrus, both came up short. Cyrus's album Bangers didn't make the September 30th cutoff for eligibility for the Grammys, but the summer hits We Can't Stop and Wrecking Ball failed to garner any nominations either. West, who was want to tout his impressive 21 previous Grammy honors made out with only two recognitions despite being a potential favorite for Album of the Year, the critically adored Zesus, and the Song of the Year, New Slaves. 
which was only a finalist for the Best Rap Album and Best Rap Song. I'm sure Kanye, Miley, and all their fans will take it in stride. A commercial space company has revealed the design for the lunar lander that it aims to send to the moon in 2015 and one that could one day carry commercial passengers. California-based Moon Express unveiled the blueprints and first images of its MX-1 lunar lander this past Thursday. Uh, The trip potentially could cost a traveler upwards of $1 million, plus $50 per bag. And a classified U.S. spy payload rocketed into orbit from California on an Atlas V launcher Thursday, December 5th, joining the nation's eyes and ears in the sky to supply intelligence to the government's national security agencies. The satellite is owned by the National Reconnaissance Office, but government officials do not disclose the identities of the NRO spacecraft, only saying that the payload will serve national security purposes. But don't tell anybody, because it's a secret. And that's been Fake News with me. Hey folks, just a quick word about Home Shirts. We're having a huge sale now through Cyber Monday. So if you're putting this in your ears before the end of Cyber Monday, which is December 1st, what you can do is you go to homeshirts.com and then you can look at shirts from Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or St. Louis. A lot of great vintage logos, including uh, old stores, restaurants that are uh, gone but not forgotten, as well as old sports teams that are gone but not forgotten, like the uh, Spirits of St. Louis basketball team, the Philadelphia Bell football team, Indianapolis Racers, hockey team, Cleveland Crusaders hockey team, you get the idea. Well, you go to Home Shirts and you spend $50, you'll save $10 when you use the promo code NAUGHTY. If you spend $100, you'll save $25 using the promo code NICE. A lot of people have already taken advantage of this, which has been awesome. And what's really cool is a lot of people are buying shirts from the multiple cities. So I don't know if you folks maybe lived in Philadelphia at one point and moved to Pittsburgh or lived in Cleveland and moved to Indianapolis or whatever, or just like, you know, vintage sports logos and vintage store logos. We have a lot of national brands as well. Even if you've never been to any of those cities, we have like Gold Circle, National Record Mart, a couple other ones as well. So do check it out, homeshirts.com. Save yourselves a lot of money for Christmas. Just in, the sale has been extended. So go to homeshirts.com and use the promo code NAUGHTY or NICE. Save yourself some big bucks. Order before December 10th to guarantee delivery before Christmas. Jackie Cation is a stand-up comedian who also hosts a terrific podcast called The Dork Forest. She's also recording her first CD at the end of December at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Here's our interview with Jackie Cation. Hey, joining us again on PS Tape Recorder, it's Jackie Cation. Jackie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, PF? Good. Good to talk to you again. Yeah. This will uh, be this will be fun. Yes. Uh, okay, so last time we saw you in person was in Cincinnati. I think it was was it last year or was it 2 years ago? 2 years. 2 years it's ago. Been 2 full years. Yes. And uh, quite an interesting uh, evening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Comedy is always fraught with peril. It is. Uh, you never know. You never know how the audience is going to respond and that room is so big and if I remember correctly, the guy in front of me was a nice enough guy, but it was he was um, he had a lot of jokes about the ladies. Yes, he was really funny, great. but yeah, not quite. You don't want the same kind of comedian going up. 
But right. on the other hand, you still want it's like same same with music. You you know, you if you have a vampire weekend, maybe you want a killers in there, but you don't want a group <laughs> exactly like Vampire Weekend, you know. It's just or or completely opposite. So I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a, it's a nuanced uh, skill booking a show. It is. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about that room and I'm, I don't I don't want to pick on that room, but um it's it is an odd room in that I I don't think how can I put it? They seem to have a much wider berth as far as audience behavior goes. And a lot of people might think, well, and they think, well, it's because it's an urban room. And no, 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 because they get a lot of, um, I would guess what you would call, uh, well, not country acts is a bad word, but those kind of comedians as well. And I think it's just a matter of the, it's just, people are allowed to be loud and rude in there. So it's irregardless if it's, uh, which is even, even a word, regardless if it's an urban <laughs> crowd or more of a, a country crowd or something like that, or even a college crowd for that matter, um, you're it, allowed yeah, to be it, loud mean, and they, obnoxious. They cast a wide net. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I think the thing is, no matter what kind of audience they have, you're going to get the loud, obnoxious part of that crowd because they, they'll let you do that before they finally step in and say, we saw Greg Warren there. He had a hell of a time. A bunch of hillbillies behind us uh, at our table. And my wife and I, they weren't even yelling at him at first. They were just being loud amongst themselves. And my wife and I were like, are they going to shut these asses up? Or what? Because right. we couldn't even hear Greg. Right. Yeah, so. Crazy. Man. Crazy, crazy. So are, will you ever come back to Cincinnati? <laughs> uh, they have. Uh, they are not interested. <laughs> yeah. They are not interested. In well, we have another back. club. Uh, and a, a lot of our your friends have been there, J- uh, Jimmy Dore, Jimmy Pardo. Oh, what's the other? What's uh, the other club? Go Bananas. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So. So there's that. I think that'd be a better fit. Yeah, it could happen. Absolutely. All right. So, how's uh, yeah. the Dork Forest going? It's going quite well. Everybody's on board. People seem to be pointed in a Jackie Cation direction. Yeah, it seems. Uh, to- which I I am very uh, which I'm very psyched about, and um. You know, I've I've been doing it for such a long time and I have very, you know, I mean, I do it because it's fun. I like talking to people about what they're really into. Yeah. Yours, uh, the history of uh, different professional NFL uh, football leagues. Yeah. Yes. And Um, I I have an alternate dorkdom, too, by the way, if you ever come back to Cincinnati. What's the ultimate? Is uh, that a, the, is that a, the, a the new wave thing? music? You know, like Greg Proops had baseball and Rome, the Roman Empire. I have yeah. uh, defunct sports leagues and uh, the new wave music of the 80s. <laughs> Did you hear the Sky episode? Uh, I did not, no. Brandy Posey went huh. off uh, about Sky and, he- like, really held forth. I, uh, You know what? I went, nice jo- I went to go back nice and download job. that one because I'd heard you mention it on another episode, and I got to go back and find that, and I never, and it slipped my mind. I'm going to write that down because I need to go back and find Brandy that Posey, one. Very oh. funny. And I don't know anything, uh, as per usual, I don't know anything about music is one of my blind spots. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that I don't like music. I'm not made of stone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just don't, I mean, there's so much music. There's no way. Yeah. So I just, you know, uh, ska music, I was like, well, is it is it like that where you get high and you, and she was like, uh, no, 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 it is not. No, no. And uh, <laughs> so it became... Well, one of my favorite bands ever started out as kind of a, uh, I guess they'd say more of a ska-influenced band. That would be Madness, uh, most widely okay. known in this country. Uh, the beginning and end of their career is uh, Our House, though they had loads and loads of other great songs that were hits around the world. Um, that's probably what all people know them by in this country. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm very familiar with uh, ska, the specials, the selector. <laughs> so I, can, I got the the, bo- the mighty mighty boss tones. Mighty mighty that's boss all tones. Yeah, yeah. From that episode in my head. Yeah, and no doubt actually started out as a ska band. Oh and, yeah. And then the, 
Then there's a poor man's, uh, no doubt, from Orange County uh, as well, Save Ferris. Okay. Yeah, they were good yeah, too. Yeah, she said that she hasn't been as much into the new ska just because it's hard to keep up. You know, yeah. Well, it with seems like it comes bands and stuff. It seems like it, there's a resurgence of it every like 20 years. Like I started in the 60s, I guess, and then in the 80s you had that Madness special, the Selector uh, English beat version of it, and then that went away. And then it, another 20 years passed, and then we got the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and No Doubt and Say Ferris and people like that. So I think I believe she came in on the second wave. Second wave. There you said. go. Okay. Well, we're I, I'm on the fir- <laughs> I'm on the second, which would be the 80s one. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the second wave, I think. Okay, yeah. So, and then the '90s one I enjoyed, um, but uh, yeah, I think so. We're about due again, I think. Yeah, yeah, for for it all to come back. Yeah. So. Very nice. Yeah, and I know you had Jimmy Pardo yeah. on talking about music, and he's very for a guy that didn't really listen to the new wave music. He's very well versed in it, but uh, I think it could provide a little little more little more insight. Yeah, I, I need to have him back on because I don't think he he was talking musicals and I didn't I think oh I didn't that's let true him he is a big musicals it. fan yeah 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 and I, um but he's great oh yeah yeah he's yeah. oh man he's so helpful to the whole the whole podcasting community man he'll if you got a podcast he'll do it basically and uh, another guy that's good on the new wave music is uh, Christian Finnegan oh okay yeah that makes sense the way he dresses. Yes. I see that. Yeah. Uh, big trivia nerd, too, as I understand it, from his appearance Not on this surprised. show. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he used to do a yeah, bit about how good he was at a trivia pursuit. Yes, exactly. He's a bit of a brainiac. So, yeah, I did the L.A. Podcast Festival. Oh, yeah. A couple of months ago, and that was very fun. It was, I did, sometimes when I do a live Dork Forest, and I've done, I don't know, a dozen of them or so, um, I'll pick one guest, and we'll really dork out, and I'll try to get a local dork luminary, right? <laughs> Like uh, Ernie Klein in Austin, Texas. Uh, Ernest Klein, I don't know if you know him. No. He wrote Ready Player One. He's an 80s um, video game movie nerd. Okay. He's, he's great. And he he wrote, he's also a spoken word guy. And he drives around in a in an 82 DeLorean with a fake uh, flux capacitor in it. <laughs> okay. Or is it fake? Ooh. And, but Ready Player One is essentially like Hunger Games for 40-year-old nerds. I hmm. recommend it highly. Okay. It's, You're a big book person. It, pardon? You're a big book person. I am a big book person. Yeah. And ready, and, he reads it actually on Audible if you're if if you're a big listening person, which oh, okay. podcast listeners are. I would think so. <laughs> and it's just there. about a seven dystopian future, seventeen year old going through adventure, like it's live action. It's so, it's awesome. So it can be that, but the uh, the LA Podcast Festival was like dork panel, right? Where I just, especially in LA or New York, oh, where yeah. I end up just getting a bunch of comics, and that one was Maria Bamford, Karen Kilgariff, Dave Anthony. And Murray, Valeriano. Oh yeah, the, the usual. So he's on. Um, he's one of the rotating hosts of uh, of Rock Solid now. What's Murray doing? He's he, he's one of the co-hosts on Rock Solid, one of the rotating co. Pat Francis's podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, Gary Lucy left, so Pat got uh, four different hosts to rotate, uh, and uh, Murray is one of them. Okay. Another new wave guy. Uh, Another might new I add. wave guy. Yes. Well, and big fan of U uh, two. Yes, I, not surprising, right? So, right there in that wheelhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then I'm doing in in January. I'm doing the New York Podcast Festival. Oh wow! Which is my slot, I believe, is the Saturday, January 11th. 
whatever the Saturday is, it's the 10th or the 11th. I think it's the 11th. And it's um, tentatively, I have to, I, I'll, I'll get at least, at least one. It was, I wanted to get Kamau, but then Judah Friedlander emailed me about something else. And I was like, would you do it? Because yeah. he's famous. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so he said he will if, if his schedule permits. I don't know if you know Judah Friedlander. I interviewed him once a long time ago for print. It was way before I had the podcast. He, he was very He's nice. He's the world champion. I don't know. Yes, he if you is. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We, did, yes. we discussed that. He, and he, um, he might let you in on that. It's yeah. awesome. You know, the Dork Forest is part of the All Things Comedy Network, which they're trying to do uh, original content now, too. They're oh. going to start doing original content. Hmm. And they have a studio that they've set up in the Largo building. Okay. It should be. Yeah, it should be huh. uh, awesome. Any, I mean, it's already, it's already great. Yeah. Snubs. Oh, and speaking of, I, I talked to another friend of yours who was I, an, another episode of yours I enjoyed. Uh, Wendy Liebman was just on the show last week. Right, because she is at Acme upcoming. Yes, right? and she is super. I just nice. opened for Maria at at Acme last week. Okay. I was and wondering if who was yeah uh, had absolutely. She's been so busy. She had absolutely no time. Uh, to be on the oh, show, which I understood because um, her uh, her publicist is also, uh, I think, Jimmy Pardo's publicist and everything. So I was like, like I'm, I was totally cool with it. I'm like, no, I get it. No, don't worry. So yeah, I did, did a profile swamped. on her. And, totally um, swamped. Yeah, good for her, but, though. Um, yeah, because hey, yeah. I'm recording a new album and a DVD there in, at Acme next month. Okay. And um, so I went in a month early just to feature and to sort of hash out oh. the weird 20 in the middle. Sure, sure. work. Oh, cool. And uh, and, right. and then tell people who live there if you enjoyed that thirty minutes, come <laughs> back in a month and watch me watch that thirty minutes again, and another thirty minutes, <laughs> and so, have your have your laughs immortalized on compact disc, right? And DVD. Oh, cool! I'm shooting my first special ever. Oh, okay. I'm doing it myself because uh, no one's interested. No one's <laughs> interested in uh, going in a Jackie Cation direction, um, which is fine. Yeah, but they, you know, even they, they've done what they can. But right? even people like Jim Gaffigan and Louis C.K. have said, you know, screw it. If people are interested, they're not really interested in poning up any serious kind of dough for it or putting all kinds of goofy restrictions on it. So yeah, you're going to do the, the the download for. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what downloading. I'm going to do with it. I'm going to hmm. shoot it in as high a quality as I can. I don't know what to do now. You know a lot about comedians. Probably more than I do, and you've probably watched more specials than I have. Uh, sort of. Um, <laughs> a fair amount. Well, I think the thing is, is I, I kind of move in the same galaxy that you are actually sitting in right now. Uh, most of the comedians I know and follow are somehow either people you know or are at least friendly with. I would say about eighty-five percent of them. But but I will be a resource. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, here's my question. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what's your favorite introduction ever to such a such a DVD? Besides short and sweet, um, for the love of God. You know what? I didn't uh, dislike, and again, but I'm fans of these guys, uh, the opening of Jim Gaffigan's last one, where I think Todd Glass was featuring, so another friend of yours, uh, or someone at least I think you're at least friendly with, um, Todd Glass was featuring on a lot of that tour for Jim, and they did some okay. little silly thing at the beginning of it where... Uh, Jim was being real kind of dickish to Todd, and Todd was trying to wasn't catching on that Jim was being dickish to him. So it's a, a little micro skit at the beginning of it. I think is okay. can be enjoyable. So okay, and plus you get another little you know uh, facet uh, of that Jackie Cation style of comedy, especially with all the stuff that you're into. I think that actually be really cool. Okay, and you could always just right. shoot that you know separately. Maybe finish right. up doing an episode of the Dork Forest, put down your microphone, and then you just walk onto the stage at the Acme. 
Right. Yeah. Could do that. Could yeah. uh, could do something along those lines. Yeah. I wonder has uh, has Marin done a a special recently? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we have a whole bunch on our Netflix queue. My wife's a my wife's a tough crowd. Uh, she enjoyed you, by the way, but she's a tough crowd. So we'll um, I'll put oh, some I of these. Oh, I am the golden retriever of stand-up comedy. Yeah, I, I know. There's, <laughs> Everyone's there's glad nobody to see who you. doesn't like me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, but I have a bunch like, in the queue. Thank God you've come. Yeah, she's <laughs> she likes her Stephen Wright. She likes Dim, uh, Dimitri a lot. She's a big fan of Dimitri. Um, so she likes that kind of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um. Yeah, so she's would, eclectic. She's got it going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she w- uh, discovered Mitch Hedberg after his passing, and was saddened to find out that you know Mitch is no longer with us. But she kind of likes those little short bursts, I guess. That's uh, interesting. She likes me because no one is more long-winded than Jackie Cation with the bit it that it and the constantly. No, but it's a set of punchline thing. Eight-minute bit that should be four. Yeah, yeah, but well, <laughs> no, but there's still there's still laughs in there, so. There are indeed. Yeah, indeed. yeah. So and, uh, I, no, we wouldn't miss well, good for people. Her. Yeah, but uh, yeah. That so being subjective. said, I like uh, just me personally. I like the short little uh, intro of some little micro skit, and that kind of maybe flows into the uh, beginning of the performance. Okay, that's yeah, just me though. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I like Although, it. Uh, the. Uh, I say that, and I have to caution you. Whenever I go and do the open mics over at Go Bananas, I always laugh at the jokes of other comedians that nobody else laughs at. <laughs> Or if they say something funny oh. while we're talking, I'll say, you should do that on stage, and they will do it, and it will die. <laughs> Currently, my favorite story about that very thing is Andy Kindler in Montreal. I go up to him, and I was like, <laughs> you've seen a man called Horse, right? <laughs> and he goes, nope. And I said, wow, damn it. I thought you'd be the demographic, didn't you? Because the only reason I saw it is because my dad loved it. It's yeah, a 1970 yeah. Richard, Richard Harris, Harris. Yeah. racially inappropriate uh, yes. cowboy movie. Yes, yes. And you've seen it? Yeah, I have years and years and years ago, and I only knew sure. it because Dave Thomas's impression of Richard Harris. So I had to work backwards from there, and because he That's mentioned what made it. Did you watch it? Yeah, he just mentioned that thing. It's awesome. It happened to be on, and I'm like, oh, this is that thing that Dave Thomas was making fun of when he was doing Reference. his Richard Harris impression. So, yeah. Oh, that's very funny. And the weird, so I, but I, so I have a joke about it, and Kindler goes, "Oh, you should definitely do it, just because I haven't <laughs> seen it. Everybody else has." <laughs> yeah. Wow, did it not go well? Yeah. Uh, and it was the first time I tried it, so I didn't realize that if I was going to do it, I had to explain that the movie he's hanging. He wants to be an Indian. Yeah, he yeah. wants to be an Indian, not racially sensitive. No. And so they hang him from these uh, the, uh, these elk horns mm-hmm. to prove his metal. Yep. And um, and so my joke was <laughs> a breast cancer joke, uh, <laughs> where when I get breast cancer, because everybody does, uh, I'm gonna have my breast removed and then replaced, but only one replaced and the other one replaced with a hook. Uh, so that my husband has something to hold on to when he's working the other one. And then if he pulls too hard, I can yell, that can be my safe word, a man <laughs> called horse. It's a long way to go. It's so far to go that it's ridiculous. And, and see, I'm laughing no at it, so you, immediately you know right there that you should not have done that. Right. And, and and I got off stage and I was telling that story to somebody else at a different venue. And it was uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. And he was like, I can't believe you took advice from Andy Kind <laughs> of what to do on stage. Because he knows how to get out of those holes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, other people possibly not. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, and that's oh, actually part of that's part so of Andy's uh, that's part of Andy's thing. Yeah, we have a, a, a young lady based here in Cincinnati named uh, Kelly Collette, and uh, she posted on Facebook this joke. Uh, I know it's like to wear uh, a tie to work every day. I used to work at Steak and Shake, 
And I thought, that what a gorgeous piece of business that is. You've got to do that on stage. She messaged me the next day under the comment section and said, it died. <laughs> yeah, nice work. So nice no one, job. Yeah, no one listened to me. Everyone, if I laugh no at your joke, don't listen to me. Yeah, and uh, the Steak and Shake reference, comparable to The Man Called Horse. <laughs> Just about, yeah. Well, we have a lot of them here, so. Three I mean, seconds to figure out what a Steak and Shake was. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, ah, well. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, we have them here in the Midwest, so I think people would be hip to that square, but maybe not. Yeah, but they're mostly in mall food courts, aren't they? No, no, they're standalones. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm not I'm not here to put the kibosh on anybody. <laughs> so, uh, my new album will be called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. Make an excellent what? Horcrux. Horcrux. I don't know what that is. It's a Harry Potter joke. Ah, uh, see, my... my 17 billion people that have read Harry Potter. If my nine-year-old were here, she would she would totally be on that. I'll right. Have to, I'll have to play uh, this the, back the for The label just looked at me and they were like, hmm, I don't, I don't get it. And I said, and you don't have to. Don't worry about it. And uh, well, turns out... Judging from the crowd at Universal for that ride, I think most people will be with you on that. I'm in the minority. Right, right. And, and, it, and it's fine. I mean, I don't... They can just go... They can just call it Horcrux because my current album also has the longest name in the world. I like the idea of a long name. This will never be bred. Yeah, that's a great title. This will never be bred, and this will make an excellent Horcrux. <laughs> God, Jackie. It is actually longer. My first album, Circus People, short, succinct. Nothing wrong with that. Whatever. Anyway, so today's episode of The Dork Forest, the guy, it's, uh, it's Rhiannon Archer, who's a Toronto comic, a woman from Toronto, who does a plushy taxidermy. Plushy taxidermy. Yeah, she, gets, uh, she likes to get uh, a stuffed animal... And then mount it on wood oh. and then hang it as a trophy. <laughs> I, wow. It's freaking amazing. Man. I, she, I, she sent me pictures and I was like, you make me laugh so hard. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, what animals? And, I, and if you go to my YouTube page, there's a clip. There's just a nice two minute clip. It's because uh, that's where all the Dork Forest teasers are. If you just sort of want to what's it like kind of thing, mm-hmm. you could go to YouTube.com slash the Dork Forest and check out that playlist, which is just the teaser playlist. And hear different like Dana Gould was just on talking about monster movies with Matt Weinhold. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I saw that yeah. in the queue. I'm a little behind. Oh, my God. There's so many of them. And there's so many uh, podcasts. Yeah. There's no way to keep up. No, I you, you sort of have to either cherry pick or have the most boring job in the world. Yeah, exactly, or a long commute or something. Yeah, super long commute, mm-hmm. or you're in your car all the time. <laughs> My brother, who um, is a print salesman, he's in his car all the time, and uh, he doesn't listen to the Dork Forest though. Why would he? <laughs> and because uh, <laughs> he's my brother, and uh, God love him. <laughs> so, but he does listen to a lot of books on tape. So. I don't think anybody in my family listens to my podcast except for my father. Oh, my God. I think my that, brother does. That, oh, no, I'm sorry. Sounds... My nephew. My nephew enjoys it. I'm sorry. My my brother's kid. Yeah. So, two. <laughs> my brother's, um, my, my brother does, uh, each of my siblings have in the last 20 years said to me, you know, I don't really like stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't really like whatever money laundering job you're having at this time. <laughs> so, let's just be supportive. And so, you know, you do what you can. Yeah. Well, for the uh, print piece, I should probably ask you, uh, 
more spo about uh, about the comedy, the actual stand up yeah. standing up comedy. Uh, what are you talking about on stage these days? Is this still uh, you know slice of life childhood? Uh, you know, dealing with your husband Andy there. What uh, what kind of things well, do we look forward to? It's all the new stuff is is really incredible. Quite honestly, uh, if I do toot my own horn. Just because I'm doing a lot more, I've been working a lot with Maria in the last three years, and Maria's doing a lot of very personal stand-up comedy, and it's like she does. She has a, a an awesome like seven-minute suicide chunk that's awesome. She's got a a, a six-minute mental health chunk about being in the Huskow when she had a little meltdown. Okay, and um, and so I'm just talking, you know, and my new album this one that's what that's my that's what i'm coming to do here and and what it is is acme is essentially producing it the dvd so the taping is december 26th and 27th and it's good there we're going to dvd record we're going to do um three shows we're going to film three shows and i'm going to do an hour each show but then local minneapolis comics four different minneapolis comics each show are going to do short sets so that they can get HD quality, seven oh. minute sets. It's just such a great, you know. I, there's a reason why Acme Comedy Company is considered one of the the best clubs in the country. Yes, and in my opinion, the best country. I mean, it's my home club, so I'm clearly sure. biased. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not because it's so great. No, I do hear that he, a lot. Yeah, he just supports. He loves the idea of stand up comedy, and he loves the the you know. He just loves the. He's just amazing, and 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 how he can be, how he can support it, and like he doesn't do like in in some other cities there there are, there's oftentimes there's some sort of horrible, there's trouble, right? Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. they're like you can't work the other clubs if you work my club. Yeah, indies like that. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense uh, according to the owner of the club because. You want the comics to get better, yeah. And exactly. so, why would you? Why would you not? You know, why wouldn't you encourage them to get on stage as much as possible? Because the and the headliners, he doesn't like the headliners to do like the Mall of America Club within like three months. Yeah, especially if they're draws and names and and three months. Good lord, that's you know. He's like, well, you should write new material in three months. Not all new material, yeah. but there should be a couple of new jokes. And then your fans want to see your old jokes anyway. So what he's doing is this amazing thing where he's, you know, he's, I get to do my uh, hour-long special. I'm going to record three uh, different versions of it, not versions of it, three different shows. And then f- 12 different comics get seven-minute sets that they can send to Letterman. And the Tonight Show, and Fallon, and Conan, and everybody. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's a win-win-win. Uh, pardon? It's a win-win-win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wins. And then, you know, I um, and the the what I'm working on is is that is the Horcrux thing. And the reason it's called <laughs> this will make an excellent Horcrux. A Horcrux in the Harry Potter universe is where the bad guy puts parts of his soul so he can never be killed Hmm. okay so my new album has a lot of my soul in it which Ah. is ridiculous thing to say but no no it makes sense 
It does, just because yeah. stand-up comedy has become incredibly personal to me in yeah, the last totally. years. <laughs> but so, yeah, so the material I'm working on is a lot of is a lot of very personal stuff. Some from my childhood, some from uh, uh, some from my marriage, and the fact that I don't know how to be married. I have no idea. Uh, so I've never well, it's been working in out so far. Go ahead. It's working out so far. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's uh, I, it's uh, it's been great. Cool. Well, all right, yeah. ma'am. Um, I appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, being oh, wow. on the show right. and, an intense way to close it and whatnot. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're bumping up against the clock here, and as you know, oh no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like to keep it to like thirty minutes. Alrighty, ma'am. Well, hopefully we'll see you if you're like even in Indianapolis or, or Columbus. Uh, I, I can run up and talk some of the new wave music on the Dork Forest. Okay. So, so if you're in any, well, we'll in, figure it out anywhere for nearby, sure. I'm sure. To be back there next year. Cool, man. All right. Well, thanks all a right. lot, thanks and have, have great. Yeah, have fun uh, doing the uh, DVD and everything, and hope it goes uh, real well for you. Thanks, Jackie. Bye. Thanks again to Jackie Cation for being on the show. Always nice to chat with Jackie, close personal friend of the show. Remember, Jackie's recording her first DVD there in Minneapolis. That'll be happening December 26th through the 28th at the Acme Comedy Club. For all things Jackie Cation, go to JackieCation.com for her podcast, although you can get to her podcast from the website. That is the thedorkforest.libson.com. Go back to episode 100. I was on. Uh, and, you, and she says, feel free to cherry pick if you don't want to like listen to all the episodes. You want to zero in on something you like. All right. Uh, so what else do we have going on? Oh, yes. We always tell you to go to RossRants.com and enjoy the, the funny stuff over there. Well, it's particularly funny this week because uh, I wrote a bit on there. So go to RossRants.com and uh, you'll see the one about uh, Christmas shopping. I won't spoil it for you, but check that out. Also, uh, like us on uh, Facebook. Follow uh, me on Twitter at PF66. PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. Dan Logan's podcast Magic Potion can be found in iTunes. Uh, music composed and performed by John Vropolis with a little help from me. And let me see, that is about all we have for this week, other than to say so long and thanks for listening. Thanks.